Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lean Toss-Up College Football Podcast. I am joined, as always, uh, by my co-host, Mark Backstrom, and tonight we are going to be uh, previewing the Mountain West Conference. How are you doing tonight? I'm argumentative. Um, the great American Ben Franklin, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, A little bit. He's, he said... Never argue with someone who buys ink by the barrel. And you know what? I feel like arguing with someone who buys ink by the barrel. I'm happy to do the Mountain West uh, Conference preview, but there's a lot of media people that just got things very, very wrong in this conference. So I'm going to point that out as we go along today. I think uh, the person who bought ink by the barrel that uh, he was referring to didn't have a Costco card back then. So <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I don't think ink is even bought by the barrel now. No, you, you can't. I, don't think, yeah. I mean, I don't think they could conceive of a ballpoint pen, let alone a Costco. But anyways, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say about the Mountain West is that literally it's never what people expect it to be. It's I remember people last year were so hype on San Diego State and they barely made a bowl. I know the year before people were so hype on San Jose State and they they didn't even make a bowl the year that year. It's yeah. never who you think is going to be the top team. And and weirdly enough, Fresno State, despite being probably one of the best teams in the conference for the past several years, is not – I think they, they haven't won the conference or they haven't made the conference championship game. Or yeah, they, they won it last year, but before that they've um, – yeah. Oh, that's it right. Was they weird. last year. But, yeah. but they kind of struggled even though they had Jake Hayner, which was odd. I mean they had the best quarterback, but things kind of just yeah didn't really fall into place. Yeah. It is it is a very weird conference, but at the same time, a very fun conference, which interestingly enough, usually has games very late at night, which is something that I, as a night owl, very much appreciate. <laughs> so let's go with the first team, and this is a team that made the conference championship game last year in a surprise upset after losing as a 17-point favorite to, to our New Mexico State Lobos. Lobos, right? Yeah. How uh, – what – you go ahead and, and talk about your most interesting team. Yeah, my most interesting team is Boise State, and that's it might strike people as completely off-brand because usually I like to go deep and, and find a team that uh, I think is going to really surprise people. So just stay with me through the narrative, and um, I think people will kind of get where I'm going with this. So this is their third season under Andy Avalos. Last year I actually had them with the third best power rating in all of uh, – the group of five just behind James Madison in Western Kentucky. Um, on offense, their offense was a plus 2.6 for the year, which is okay. Um, their quarterback, Taylor Green, he came in, you know, towards uh, the middle of the season. He had a 100 apex in, in his first 10 career starts, which is really good for your first 10 starts. Um, what's even more interesting is uh, before the Air Force game last season, uh, his apex was a, a 33, which, you know, not great, but People struggle. The Air Force game and forward for the rest of the season is Apex is 118. So once he got it, he really got it. Um, in addition, he actually ran for over 100 yards three times against, you know, pretty good defenses, Oregon State, San Diego State, and uh, North Texas. Not so great, but, you know, two legitimate defenses. Um, they also retain 87% of their Ryan from last season. They actually lost zero um, <clears throat> to the portal, which is interesting. Um only Air Force um, had a higher um, GGAB ground game against above Boston College uh, in 2022. And, you know, if you're a conventional offense, you're not going to beat uh, Air Force in that stat. So they were just, you know, uh, tough to deal with on offense. Um, 
On defense, once they got things turned around, we'll get into that a little bit later. On defense, they're a plus 7.5, which is really good. Um, just a reminder, when we get into the season and uh, after week four and I have current season stats, um, one of the angles I'll look for is uh, I'll only play unders if if one of the defenses is in that you know top shelf and usually the break off is a plus seven or better. So they hit that. Um, they actually improved from the prior year from a three to a seven and a half. Um, the improvement was kind of expected though. They had a high um, improvement metric and they returned a lot of starters from the prior team. Um, they have similar, um, they returned a similar amount of, of, of starts this year. So probably looking about the same effectiveness on defense. They had the best defensive GGAB in the conference, which means they, they were the toughest to run on. And in passing, um, only Fresno had a better defensive apex. So really good on, on, on both sides of the ball. So this just sounds like a very standard, okay, team that, that made the conference championship game last season. Why are they fascinating? Well, you really need to look at their season in two parts. Um, actually, they lost to UTEP last season, not New Mexico State. So that oh, was sorry, the game where it Im imploded. So after that UTEP game, their offense – this is absurd. Their offensive rating uh, for, for buck metrics was a, a negative 11.1. And the defense was a, a minus 2.7. Um, you know, the defensive improvement made some sense. Avalos is a former DC. Um, I am a little curious, though, about a defense that, like I said a few moments ago, that was expected to improve. How did they start so poorly? They should have, like, you know, done at least as good as the prior season. It's not like they were breaking in. A bunch of new guys. So after that UTEP disaster, um, quarterback Hank Bachmeyer goes to the portal. Taylor Green is named the starting quarterback. Let's not forget, this is pretty interesting and important. Offensive torque coordinator Tim Plow was fired, and they brought in Dirk Cutter, who had been a longtime uh, NFL offensive coordinator and actually NFL head coach for a couple of years, I believe, as their interim or offensive coordinator. And what happened is Cutter actually brought them to a 7.6 offensive rating uh, from his once he took over, which is a, a complete turnaround. And I, this is where things get really interesting for me and why I think, you know, we get to the, the palace intrigue here. So Cutter is not working for free. He's naive. He does volunteer work for Boise State as he was the coach there long ago. Um, Avalos brings in as his new offensive coordinator, um, Bush Hamden. I guess that's how you say his name. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator at Washington under Chris Peterson. So I asked a couple of, of Twitter buddies who really know football. I said, what's your opinion on Hamden? I just want to figure out what's going on. And both of them said, don't know, no opinion. And these people are diehards. They have opinions on everything. I'm like, what are you talking about? They said, that was all Peterson. I can't say anything you know, good or bad about Hamden. So I didn't know what happened to him since I looked up. He was actually um, the quarterback at Missouri since leaving Washington um, when Peterson retired. So here's what we are looking at in terms of his resume at Missouri. In 2020, his quarterback, Connor Bazelak, has 97 apex as a freshman. Great. Second, and again, let's keep in mind, that's against an, an entire SEC schedule. So that's, you know, no gimmies in that one. Um, the next season, 2021, Basilac's apex slips to a 75. Really, really, really concerning. Um, 
you know, as somebody that, that saw this again and again through the Kiffin and Sark years at USC, when somebody's play regresses in the second year under a coaching staff, that's a horrible sign. Bazelak went to Indiana where he stunk there. Um, Brady Cook, uh, as, as the quarterback last season at Missouri, had an 86 apex. So we've got three seasons, one good season, and two pretty, you know, one poor and one not great season. Um, Hamden's resume to me looks a lot more like Tim Plow, who they fired, than Dirk Cutter. So I look at this and I kind of feel like a, a befuddled building inspector where I was walking my dogs around, you know, the Boise State program and there's a crumbling edifice that's about to collapse. And I run back to my boss, Robert Martin, and I say, boss, oh my gosh, there's this building that's about to collapse. we got to go get it. And then, you know, you and I, we get sidetracked and we come back a year later and, you know, suddenly the edifice is sound. There's no visible repairs and they just say, yeah, it's fixed. And I don't see any, you know, no, nothing structural that's been done here. Um, I'm just really, really concerned that the big fix here could fall apart really quick. They might just have like, you know, put some spackling paste or whatever, just to kind of get it together. I really need to be convinced on Hamden fixing this offense because let's not forget, you know, this defense started slowly and I'm thinking maybe it was a function of the bad offense. And this thing kind of seems like it could sneakily implode. Um, the total is only 8.5. Yeah. Which for a team that's, you know, first in the preseason Mountain West poll seems really hot, really low. It, even then it's still getting, uh, the, the under's getting hammered. It, the under's at minus 135. So um, there's just, and we were talking about this before the pod, there, there's just some conflicting signals with the, with the market on this one. They're also the Mountain West champs at plus 180. And to use, you know, horse racing approach, the professionals that, that, that make their money betting on horses, you know, one of the, the things they always look for is the vulnerable, vulnerable favorite. And that, that, that is, I think, exactly what we have here. We have a bunch of dead money in this pool. I cannot see them winning the title game. Getting there will be a stretch. I think they're in the top, the top tier, but there's too many questions here. It's just too easy to see them fall apart. So this could be kind of like watching something just, you know, watching the car crash unwind in slow, in slow motion as it happens. And as far as that, you know, that, that plus 180 on, on the, um, to win the, the, the championship in the mountain West, I, I think that just gives me va a lot of value to play multiple teams elsewhere. Yeah, I, I actually do kind of, I agree with that sentiment. I mean, again, the thing is looking at their schedule, I mean, they play Fresno State, Air Force. They play Washington, UCF, yeah. San Diego State. Like their schedule is not particularly hard. If they are one of the best teams in the Mountain West, okay. So you pencil in a loss to Washington, to Washington, and then you say, okay, they lose one of one of Fresno State or Air Force, maybe, but probably not even Fresno State. They're probably favorites in that game. Maybe they lose Air Force, but they actually have Air Force at home. And then, okay, maybe, like, San Diego State, maybe Memphis. But, like, again, that should not be eight and a half. And if, that, if, if basically they're as good as, like, plus 180 with the conference, they should be going yeah. 10 and 2. Okay, Washington and then maybe another loss, 10 and 2. That gives you, two, like, a, a whole game clearance over the eight and a half, and you're getting plus money on that. So yeah. they're basically – and, again, so the thing is, I, I know you're saying – when you say that the under is minus 135, they're saying that many people are betting on it. With The inverse of that is the books are begging you, go ahead, bet – bet Boise State over eight and a half. We don't care. We'll take your over eight and a half money. Yeah. And I, I kind of 
I, I think that there is a there's a bit of concern there, especially when when you have a team with an eight and a half win total and they're plus one eighty to win the conference. It seems like some stuff's out of whack there. Yeah. So I will say that I do kind of like Talon Green. Looking back here on their on their records, though, I mean, you're looking at after the loss to UTEP, they beat a San Diego State team that we were pretty out on. They beat a Fresno State team. I think that was with, without Jake Hayner. They beat Air Force in a really slog of a game. They destroyed Colorado State, but everybody did. But then they lost to a BYU team that wasn't particularly great last year. Mm-hmm. And they destroyed Nevada. But they actually, yeah, they destroyed Nevada because everybody did last year. Then they yeah. beat Wyoming in a pretty close game. And then they did beat Utah. They beat Utah State in a relatively close game. They did cover the spread, though, but it was close to that spread. And then Fresno State, they did lose to Fresno State pretty handily when Jake Hayner was back. So not the hardest of competitions there uh, for mm-hmm. Talon Green, right? Now you're going to – people are used to him. They're adjusting. They, they've adjusted to him and, and, and his – basically what, what, what how he how he plays. They're adjusting to his play style. So I kind of think that if you're, if you're now Boise State, they may have kind of figured that out a little bit. They, they do improve a little bit. I don't know. I, I'm probably going to put them at about a lobby, maybe a maybe a stairs down at that point. But I I, I kind of feel like like here's the thing. We're going to sit here in I don't know. Let's see what is it. Early August now. In a month and a half, we're going to sit here and we're going to be like, oh man. Either we're going to either say that eight and a half was the lock of the cent over eight and a half was the lock of the century, or the under eight and a half was the lock of the century. We're going to be like, oh, <laughs> like they're going to either be like four and zero oh or zero oh and four. And we're going to be like, oh, yeah. like. Like that's the thing, and I, I don't know because well, actually, okay, Washington fine three and one because maybe they'll beat uh, UCF, North Dakota, South, San Diego State. If they go three and one through that, then okay, the eight, over eight and a half was the play. If they don't, if they're like oh, and, if they're like two and two or one and three, then yeah, they're they're in trouble, right? So, I yeah. I, I think it was weird because last year we we faded them early. We I think we actually had them on the fade list for that UTEP game where we're like we're not touching this game. Mm-hmm. And then I and then they just came down, but then they just had this insane rise up that was like almost just in bibl- almost biblical in some cases. Yeah. Boise State yeah. not a religious mm-hmm. university, but still biblical. Um, but th- this is the thing; it, it was very weird for us to see that, and I, I don't know if they can replicate that again, or if they, if they, as you mentioned, if they've really fixed the problem. So, I yeah, I don't think they have. You know, just one one point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to disagree. I like Taylor Green. I'll just kind of make it a little more specific. I really like Taylor Green when he's playing for Dirk Cutter. <laughs> um, we'll see now that Cutter's no longer there. What kind of how mm-hmm. that goes? Um, that that's not a small con- you know consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Okay, so for my most interesting team for the Mountain West, I'm going to go with San Diego State. Now, I know some people are going to say, but guys, you guys have been so negative on San Diego State for like a full year because they lost their punter. And that and that's true. But and, and this is the thing. One, I mean, okay, a punter is an important piece to the team. Hundred percent. We're not gonna say he's not. But at the same time, we're now moving on, right? Okay, so we thought that there was a market inefficiency because they lost their punter and then the markets weren't compensating for that. That was a hundred percent true. They only went seven and six last year. I think we had them under like some insane total, like under nine and a half eight. or something, or it eight was and nine. A half. Yeah, got up to nine when I yeah. Yeah, so we bet that under easily clear that under. That was nice, but at the same time, I feel like maybe like this still team. This team was actually not horrible last year. They were still seven and six. They did go to a bowl. Uh, they did. They lost to their some of their their top games, um, 
but basically, um, they, they've improved a lot. Uh, there is definitely some room for improvement there, and I think it's the second year for their quarterback, or is it a new quarterback? I can't remember. It's it's the Jalen Maiden. I'll um, yeah, I can give you some more details on that kid once we once I get okay. to, to my well, side no, of the story. I, I, I think it wasn't he wasn't that bad. I think there's definitely room mm-hmm. for him to improve this year, and I think yeah. if you give some incremental improvement for him. They kept a lot of the pieces on on offense. The defense got a couple. They got some interesting pieces. I think it's not a bad team. I think this team could definitely improve a little bit. Not a lot. This team may not compete for the Mountain West, but this is going to be a a team that's going to be like, oh, cool, I'm going to take San Diego State plus 7.5 because I believe in them in this spot, right? I think that's what we're looking at for a San Diego State team this year. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. First of all, it just it has to be said because it's Brady Hoke and he's just dopey and does amazingly just dopey things. Um, So the San Diego Union Tribune, uh, had a story on Jalen Maiden, um, the quarterback who saved their season, about a, his breakout performance against Toledo on September 24th. Uh, Jalen Maiden actually had three solo tackles and five assisted tackles as a safety that game. So the quarterback who saved their season actually um, was playing safety uh, the last Saturday of, of September, which, of course, because it's Brady Hoke, he doesn't know any better. Uh, two games later, Jalen Maiden started against Hawaii. Uh, the team was two and three. He went five or three as a starter. Good. I liked him. He, you know, he had a 112 apex, which is really good. Just it seems like it kind of seemed like when I was watching real time that the more they went along, that they went along, they were kind of getting a hold of him. But some of his better games were against better defenses and some of his worst games were against poor defenses. So I'm not sure. But there's there's definitely um, potential there. Um I'm just skeptical about Brady Hope. Just to skip, you know, to skip ahead a little bit. Here's a little history of the Buckmetrics rating of their defense at San Diego State. Plus 8.8. Then Brady Hope is promoted to uh, head coach. Plus 10.6. Then the last two years, plus 2.6 and plus 4. So the farther we get away from um, the Rocky Long mm, imprint or fingerprints on the program, the more we're just seeing mediocrity. And that's just Brady Hoke's not a good coach. I'll probably say that. I don't know. We should make a line how many times I say that during the season. If I look back at last year, their best win was it was over Toledo. Great. But they were a three-point home dog to a MAC team. Not good. And that, that MAC team doesn't even have a quarterback. Their other wins were Idaho State, Hawaii, Nevada, UNLV, San Jose State, New Mexico. Combined, those teams were 15 and 44 against all of FBS. Um I actually had them as my most interesting team about a month ago when the Pac-12 was fighting or there was a big controversy, will they be in the Pac-12? I could see this team disintegrating and the joke would be, wow, the Pac-12 was trying to get these guys in. Um, you know, my question for you is non-conference. They've got, you know, four tough ones here. Well, it's interesting. Idaho State's a gimme. They have <clears throat> UCLA and they're at Oregon State. Those are both tough. They host Ohio, and we both like Ohio. I remember, I, mm-hmm. I did. I, I yeah, um, yeah. We think we said I, we're both going to bet the Ohio in that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm just wondering what what would you make the line? I'd probably have Ohio like favored by about three or four. Is that it's actually about right? San Diego State minus three and a half. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, we're gonna take. We're for... taking. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we we haven't officially announced it yet, but basically we're gonna talk about like week zero, obviously, and, and, and some of these lines. I should, is that a week zero game? Yes, it is August. 26th, oh my goodness! I think. Yeah. So we're okay. gonna we're gonna talk about our plays for the first week and 
some of the advanced lives probably gonna do that in a couple weeks. So yeah, that's that's gonna be one we're gonna talk about for sure. Um, yeah. So just after those, they've got three really tough non-conferences. Then they get mm-hmm. Boise and Air Force back to back, which is that that's, that's a too. tough spot. Um, in the mm-hmm. conference, they actually get all of my top four. I'll just keep it like that for now. Um, you know, total of of seven seems about right, considering the unders getting crushed at minus one thirty-five. I'm just clearly more bearish on these guys, and I just want to point out again to argue with the guy who buys ink by the barrel. Uh, they got a first place vote in the Mountain West preseason <laughs> poll. You seem a little more more up on this team. Um, <laughs> would you vote them first place? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not, not um, voting them first place. Yeah. So, so it, I don't know. We'll I, see. They could maybe improve. I mean, six and six, maybe seven and five. Like, but again, those like those non those tough non conference games are pretty tough. The thing is, I feel like one of these teams is going to massively underperform, and I suspect it's. Well, we'll talk about Fresno State later, but I suspect it might be Fresno, but we'll see. Um, well, anyway, we'll move on to the next one. So you go ahead. Here's another one you want to talk about. Go ahead to the next one. Yeah. So this is probably more in line with with what's been my most fascinating team in other conferences. That would be. Colorado State, um, three and nine last season. Last season, uh, second season under Jay Norvell, who was the coach at Nevada before. Looking at their offense, their offense is pretty rough last season. Uh, I had them rated as a minus six point two, which is way, way, way below Mac, or Mountain West average. Team Apex was ninety three. Now this is where things get interesting. Um, Clay Millen was a quarterback who actually followed Norvell from Nevada. Um, he had an apex of 113 in his first year as a starter, and he had no protection. Um, the, the problem is his backups were so freaking horrible that they just dragged the whole team rating down. So freshman year, or your first year as a starter, 113 is really, really solid, especially when you have literally no protection. They had the third worst um, GGAB in FBS. They're very close to being a Boston College, if you will. Um, Norvell only kept one starting lineman from last season. Um, and that was the center that followed him from Nevada. He basically said, everybody else, you're out, you're done. He, the four other starters are all from the, all from the portal. Um, so this is one of those rare instances, because I just have faith in the coach, that the low returning starters and improvement metric don't concern me because they were so bad. And I just I wouldn't have faith in, in those stiffs to, to really improve. So um, also Norvell, you know, he's just his players love him. He actually returns 113% of the Ryan from last season. So they lost, I think, almost nobody. And they actually brought in a couple of good recruits. So I'm very, very, very bullish on the offense. Um, The defense actually, um, by my metrics, they had a low returning experience and improvement metric in 2020, but they actually improved from a 1.1 to 1.6. I think they're going to improve again. They have significantly above average experience and improvement metrics this season. It's year two under the same system. They have only three new defensive starters. Um, One started two seasons at North Dakota State, which is basically your FCS powerhouse. And another one had, uh, I think, five career starts at Cal. So, you know, the two new guys are not just, you know, whatever's that they threw in there. Um, Norvell will get the offense fixed. I think that he's closer, a lot closer than is on the surface, which is, you know, the kind of teams I love to um, play his last team in Nevada had an offensive rating of plus 4.5, which is really, really good for the mountain West, especially, you know, at a school that doesn't support football. Um, You know, remember how well he did developing um, 
Carson Strong at Nevada. You know, he took him basically as a promising freshman and very, very good by the end of the season. They had significant bad luck last season and K4 projects improvement, which are just, you know, when those two agree, you're, you're looking at, 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 at a you know very high probability of improvement as well. The total is only five wins here. The over is only, uh, you're only laying 105. I actually have them favored in seven games and I have two as coin flips. Um, I've not run all of my plays so far. I've run about eight and this has the highest um, ROI along with Akron so far of, of any of my plays. So I love this. They are my official you've been warmed team of 2023 in this conference. I'm going to put a little something on them at 20 to one to win the conference. And wow. uh, finally to argue with the guy who buys ink by the barrel seventh in the mountain West preseason poll, not going to happen. They will be in the top four. Wow. All right. Let me see. Let me find them on the thing. Mountain West. Colorado State, I get them 18 to 1 on Bet365. Um, let's see if there is anything on the on on Bodog. But no, I, I actually do kind of agree with that. The thing is this team was actually like a sneaky team mm-hmm. that we actually played a lot down the stretch. I I distinctly remember watching them play Nevada and winning that game 17 to 4 in what was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my entire life. But I won money on it, so I, and that was like a Friday night, I think. So I remember that game. They also beat Hawaii. That was fun, too. Um, they had a lot. Like, they actually came – they did had, not half bad in a lot of the games down the stretch. They yeah. uh, they did not cover against Boise State. They, I believe, they covered against San Jose State. The spread was 21, and yeah. they only lost 16 to 28. That's pretty good. Um and then they covered against Wyoming. They only lost to Wyoming one when the spread was nine. Then they yep. did get crushed by Air Force. I guess they need to work on their rushing defense. And then they destroyed New Mexico, which everybody did that too. But yeah, like a, a surprisingly low, like a, a three and nine team that was not particularly bad. And I, I actually do like this team. Uh, who do they play first? Washington State. That's an interesting well, game. What's the spread in that? Let me see that. Let's see what's the spread in that game. You know, I bet it's pretty Washington by like just under a touchdown, probably like maybe five, six, I'm guessing. There's no way. It's got to be. There's no way Washington State's laying less than in a couple of. Yeah, 14. Are you kidding me? All right. There we go. There's another one. <laughs> there we go. Another one we're going to bet. All right. But no, I actually yeah. I actually do like this team. This team could be a relatively surprise team. I have this as stairs up. They keep many of their starters. They had a really good signed class. And again, they were like a sneakily good team at the end of last year. And I, 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 I like them. I think they could actually do some stuff this year. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take them and uh, we're going to we're I, I like them. I think they're they're a really fun team. I think Maybe get in some of those futures, get those over bets, get in. Like, again, this team, like, this conference is going to be very, very yeah. rough this year. Like, there is, after, after color, like, basically after, once you get past Boise and Air Force and, and Fresno, which we don't know what's going to happen with Fresno, not a lot of good teams here. And I'll take a team that's trending up and could have a really surprise, like a miracle yeah. season. To that point, yeah, I don't see many ascending teams in this conference. No. And it just, when everybody's stagnant or going down, you know, a move up can really be up. Yeah, that's the thing. And again, this is not, this is not the strongest ever league, right? This is the reason why it's a, it's a G5, not a, a power five team, right? So, yeah, I, I yep. think you can, 
you could definitely make a case for a team that just has like there's always gonna be a team that has a miracle season and I'd rather be if that team gets to the copper championship game I'd rather have wholly an eighteen to one ticket than a plus one eighty ticket. Right? So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Moving on, my the team I'm gonna talk about is Air Force. Um so they lost their quarterback. That's a big loss for them. Um mm-hmm. but they all unfortunately though, they also lose their top running back. Now that obviously Obviously, Air Force is not a passing team. They are mostly a rushing team. That is a big loss. Their rushing, their running back was actually a really, really good player. Carried them in a lot of games. I think he he ran for like almost 200 yards in some games. Huge loss for them. A lot of touchdowns. I think basically every game he'd get a touchdown. The thing is, I I'm a little out on this team. I have this team as is basically lobby stairs down. They were 10 and three. The only reason I have them as lobby is because when you are a rushing team and you are one of the best rushing teams in the country, it is really hard to stop that sometimes. Some teams are just not equipped to deal with the rush because they have no linebackers, and then you just win that game because they just can't defend against the rush. And I think if you're a good rushing team, even though they lost their even though they lost their main rushing back, running back, even though they, they did lose that, I still think they're still gonna be good enough to just destroy some teams because they you some teams just can't stop the rush. And sometimes that's just enough to win a game, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, this is this is weird. This is kind of emblematic of, of, of this conference this season. I, I have them stuck in the lobby, too. This is interesting. I have them stuck in the lobby, um, largely for the same reasons. Just a reminder, I actually had them win the Mountain West last season, um, which is a pretty solid bet because if you look, they were favored in all 12 of their regular season games by an average of almost 14 in conference. So, you know, they, they just had some dumb losses last season. You know, like you, the it's not just the quarterback. This is what's interesting. If you look a little deeper, they lost five of their top six rushers last season. Um, and the quarterback had 31 career starts. Was It's a lot for a service academy quarterback. Usually they, they only get to start one or two seasons. Um, the new quarterback has no career or had no rushes last season and threw only two passes. So, you know. There could be a little bit of a learning curve there. The defense was good versus the, both the run and the pass last season. I think they have a really good chance to be the second best defense in the conference. Um, they were close third last season. They have the highest improvement metric. Their non-conference is really easy, I think. Robert Morris at Sam Houston, you know, Conference USA. I'm I'm really bearish on them. I think they're you know they're at Navy and they they host Army. They're just they're so much better than 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 those other service academies that you know. Four and should be just almost a foregone conclusion. Um, they avoid Fresno in the conference as well, which is a, a huge, you know, boost. They only play two of the top four. Um, they're plus 400 to win the Mountain West. And since I've got dead money in the pool, I will probably also play them a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to surround this this champion. I'm not going to go one way. I'm going to surround the, the, the championship bet. I'm, I'm going to put a little bit of something on them to win the conference too. Um, they're too good on defense, and they're too proven of a system to to just you know fade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, who? What's the next team you're going to talk about? Uh, next, Utah State. Um, I have them as elevator down. They were the the conference champ two years ago. Uh, this is now their third season under Blake Anderson. Um, their offense just took a huge step back last season. You know, their team apex went um, from a 120 to a 58 um, from two years ago to last year. 
Logan Bonner, the starter, was injured, but his you know his apex is only forty three. Something just really happened weird last season um, to this entire offense. And his his backup Cooper Legas had an apex of sixty three. He was on the bum list a couple of times last season. As just he was just horrible as well. Um, they have one of the lowest returning Ryan's in all of FBS. Um, only Colorado State returns less experience on the offensive line, and that's really by design. I don't think in year three, uh, Blake Anderson was, you know, had designs on <laughs> returning so few guys on offense. Um, defense are kind of whatever, uh, except they were horrible versus the run. They actually gave up over five yards of rush. Only Hawaii was worse, and they have a low improvement metric. So I think the defense takes a, a big step back. Um, I'm alarmed by the by the regression of quarterback play because Anderson is a former offensive coordinator. You know, they had, despite having horrible quarterback play, they had 1.9 games of good luck. So hearkening back to the, the Mac um, preview, this isn't just going to be regression. This is going to be, quote, dizzying and violent regression that I see for this team. Um, they've got a really tough start to the schedule at Iowa. I can't see that quarterback, you know, I can't see him get to double digits at all. Uh, versus Idaho State at Air Force, another tough defense, and then versus GMU, another tough defense. That's a, that's a tough, tough you know stretch there. Then their next two games are sneakily losable at Connecticut, which Jim Mora is a defensive guy. I think he can really confuse that bad quarterback. And then versus Colorado State, who you know we're both bullish on, they lose either or both of those two games, Connecticut and Colorado State, and the bottom can just completely fall out here. Um, it could get really, really ugly. Um, the total for them is five wins. I have them favored in four, but only two by a touchdown plus. Uh, of the eight games where I have them by a, a dog, I have them five by a, a touchdown or more. So they've, you know, I don't see an awesome path for them. It's there, but, you know, they need to basically find something that's that that that, that that's not foreseen this moment. Um, I ran the numbers it's probable that they're going to, you know, win five or less, but the lane of the, of the one twenty five on the under makes it a slightly negative ROI play. So I'm not going to bet the under, but I'm, I'm thinking this could be another car crash to watch in slow motion here. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I have them lobby stairs down. They, they, they've improved a little bit, but it's an insane schedule. First of all, you got Iowa right off the top. And again, Iowa is looking for blood. They're going to looking to score a lot of points right off the bat. That's no, that's week one, yes. right? So they're going to want to score points. Yeah. And again, we may end up having to um, bet an Iowa spread shutter, an alt spread on that too. Air Force again, not a great rushing defense last year. They did beat Air Force last year, but again, that's going to be a tough game as well. James Madison, a team we love, we love James Madison. They have to play them too. Fresno State, a team that is potentially still one of the better teams in the Mountain West. Question marks, but again, it's on this list. San Jose State, um, another potentially good team. San Diego State, potentially good team. And then Boise State, a potentially good team. That is seven games. If they lose all seven of those games, they can't make a bowl. Then they're already at your five wins. Yeah. And at that point, then, it's it's just like, okay, well, then what do we do with, like, there's other games they could potentially lose on the schedule, too. They play uh, Colorado State, I believe. Yep, they play Colorado State. They play mm -hmm. Connecticut, too. That's not – they could lose to Connecticut. They think they actually almost lost to Connecticut last year, too. Um, so there are a lot of questions. Like, this could get ugly. And I just – I feel like you've got – like, of those seven games I listed, plus in other games, 
I see a really, really hard path to a bowl. I don't think this team makes a bowl. Yeah. I, I really yeah. don't see this team making a bowl. And I think once you once you basically are like, okay, we're not making a bowl, then this just gets worse and worse and worse, right? So I yeah, yeah I'm not I'm pretty low on this team. I think I think this team gets like three, maybe four wins and then that's it. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty rough. Okay. Moving on to my next team. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nevada. That was a rough year last year. Um they went two and ten. Um, now this you could kind of see this coming. Um, I remember back in the 2021 season, I bet them in a bowl game against Western Michigan. They got absolutely destroyed because they trotted out um, what's his name, Nate Cox, who was six foot nine. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then he was really bad. And I'm like, that's not interesting anymore. And then like we're gonna start that guy for the whole season. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then yeah, they went two and ten. So. Not very good. Absolute blowouts in a lot of these games. Not even close. Especially near the end. Like, they lost to Boise State 41-3 to when the spread was 20. They lost to Fresno State 41-14 when the spread was 22. Um, they got blown out by Air Force when the spread was 24. They uh, they somehow won and covered against Colorado State. They some they lost to Hawaii when they were six-point favorites. Like, it is, it is not... That was a really, really rough year for them last year. Now, they do improve. Um, they kept the better quarterback from last year, the uh, uh, Brendan, Brendan Lewis. So he's he's better than, than Nate Cox. Uh, I don't know if Nate Cox transferred or graduated or what. I, I don't know. But I, I they should be improved. And I'm, I'm going to have them stairs up. But only so much because, again, it wasn't wow. like their quarterback play was the only <laughs> – it, it wasn't like that was the only problem. Like, they had a bad defense yeah. as well. So, they're going to improve, and it might look a little better than last year. Because I remember last year, it was just like, okay, we're just savagely fading this team. But, like, yeah, it was it was rough. Again, this is another team where, like, two years ago, they were good. I think they t- they knocked out Purdue, like, two years ago. In, yeah, in in, in, 20, in 2019, they knocked, out, they knocked down Purdue in, like, the season opener as 11-point dogs. So, this is another team where it's like, okay, they had a couple of good years here, and then people like to bet Nevada, but then they just cannot pull it off at the end, right? So, yeah. well, the problem now is that the guy who coached those teams is now at Colorado State. So, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> All right, what, what are your thoughts on this Nevada team? Yeah, the offense. Um, this is not easy to do. They were significantly below average for literally every offensive metric that I have last season. So well done, guys. They were actually 11th worst in all of FBS. Um, their defense actually regressed, which is a big no-no, considering that the head coach is a former defensive coordinator. That's red flag for me. Um, hello, Mel Tucker. Um, to your point, they actually did have 2.1 games of bad luck last season, and K-Ford actually projects them to win 2.6 more. So maybe... The horrible quarterback play just made their bad luck too. Maybe that reverts. I'm not going to bet it. I'm not betting it either way. Um, they, you know, I think it, it was in the uh, the Mac preview. I said I want a team that lives in a small neighborhood. Their neighborhood is too big. They've got too many coin flips here. I can just, you know, I just there's no certainty here, um, so I can't really bet under four, even though I I probably want to. Um, one thing that's interesting to me is. 
this, I don't know if this is on anybody's radar, but mine, that September 23rd game at Texas State, Texas State um, is doing a complete, not just a year, it's an overhaul, but it's, a, it's they're not going to play year zero. They've kind of brought in a bunch of different guys um, from a, a similar system. And that could kind of tell the story on this team. Whereas if Texas State laps them, basically in the rebuild process, it, you know, it won't be encouraging for, for Nevada. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, they are improved, but this is the thing, right? Like how much, like they were one of the worst teams in college football last year. Yeah. Improved, but like, okay, we're not going to lose by 20. We're going to lose by 14, right? Like <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. Improved how, right? So I, I think they will be a better team, but just maybe not that much better. Okay, what is your next team? Yeah, uh, Fresno State. Um, they went ten and four, and they're the defending Mountain West champs. They had a, they had a good season that really could have been interesting. Um, they lost thirty two to thirty five at home against Oregon State. I believe that was on like a last second play. Um, yes, I remember that. Yeah. Then the next week they lost at USC. They were giving USC a bit of a game, and then Jake Hayner got injured, and USC just ran away with that one. Um, then they lost their next two without Hayner. After that, they go undefeated the rest of the way. Um, you know, they. I think last season was really quote their season. Um, Tedford is thirty six and eighteen here. I have them as stairs slightly down. Um, you know, I'll start with the defense just to go out of order here. The defense is really experienced. It was it was better than average for Mountain West last season. They should actually compete with Air Force, Colorado State, and San Diego State to be the second best Mountain West uh, defense behind Boise. Um, you know, they lose Hayner, who was awesome. Here's the apex at this school um, by year under Tedford. 130, 113, 134, 88, which is George Reyna. He was just a bad quarterback. 132 and 125. Um, the new quarterback is Mikey Keene, who was at UCF last season. They had an apex of 115. I think that the off. I think that he gets the ground running. The problem is they lose the fourth most Ryan of any team in all of FBS. I put it all together. Tedford has two conference titles here in four seasons. I kind of think that if the defense is set, I trust him to fix the offense. He's just proven. This is huge. They have probably the most favorable conference schedule. They avoid Colorado State and Air Force in conference play, and they host Boise. So they've just got the biggest breaks for the schedule. Um, it, it, sorry to do this. This is kind of like the chicken way out. They're Mountain West. I have them at plus 380. Do you still have the Mountain West champs uh, up? Uh, I can call it up super quick. Uh, yeah, you, you like them? Yeah, I do. Wow. Okay. What, what, I, I what mean, kind of price are we looking at them for them? Let's see here. Two, 375. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I'm going to surround that. I'm not going to go with one team. I'm going to just do bit, bits and pieces. And they're one of my, my, my triad of championship bets. Um, and to argue with the guy who buys uh, ink by the barrel, Phil still, Phil still has them behind San Diego state and Wyoming. I cannot see that happening. I think they're just so much, so much more ahead of both those teams. So, yep. Small play on them to win the, uh, win the, the conference this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously they've lost Jake Hayner. I believe Jake Hayner is a saint, a New Orleans saint now. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think 
their quarterback, um, they do. Re- they only return four starters on offense. Lose their top yeah. quarterback, running back, and a bunch of wide receivers. So they have to replace that. But if they can, sure. But I think the 375 is like, okay, if they win the first couple of games, then okay, yeah, you're there. Then this team's like 50 to win the Mountain West. If they lose like the first two games because they play Purdue and then Eastern Washington and then Arizona State, like they lose a couple of those games, they don't look competitive against those teams, we're not then you're not cashing that 375, and that 375 is dead. Now, that's fine. Again, it's a small play. That's fine. But that's that ticket's dead. You're like, you'll know within the first, you'll know by the end of September whether that ticket's live or not. Like that's yeah, if they lose Arizona State, that's a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, it actually technically doesn't matter. Um, but then they've got Kent State, then they got... Actually, they don't start their conference schedule till late, so that, that actually gives them some time to adjust and, and maybe figure out the best way to do some stuff, right? So... Um, maybe an all is not lost in that case. So we'll uh, we'll have to see. But anyway, I, I, I do kind of agree with that sentiment. I do have the Mysteries down just because it's extremely hard in a mountain in the Mountain West specifically to replace a quarterback, a running back, and your top wide receivers. That's very difficult to do in one season. I I do like the coach. I do like Fresno State. But the question is just how much was Jay Kaner? And actually, we're gonna get an we're gonna get an uh, we're gonna find that out because uh, the preseasons this week, and we're gonna start getting a taste of some of these quarterbacks in the NFL. So uh, that's gonna be one to look for sure. Like if Jay Kaner is still good in the NFL, then okay, then that's then I'm gonna start betting under on Fresno State. The interesting thing is gonna be Anthony Richardson. If Anthony Richardson is good in the NFL, well, we're not talking about Florida yet, but that one we're gonna see. I think that we see that one on. Friday night. So these are going to be some interesting spots and also um, CJ Stroud as well. So because I have my th- my own theory about if a quarterback is good in the NFL, then that means that he was carrying the team and then that means that the team's going to go down. So but anyways, that's beside the point. We move on to the next team, which is San Jose State. So San Jose State, they are I have them as stairs up. They return their quarterback who was not horrible last year he he is back again another year um he will improve a bit um but they have a very tough non-conference schedule which opens up with usc and then oregon state so that's not you don't yeah. want to see that when you're looking at at a, at a preview for a team you're like oh okay but then they play cal poly and toledo that's not bad and then they start their conference schedule so that's i mean again i i assume that they're scheduling usc as like some sort of cruel sick joke for the because that was the last time the I think the second last time USC fired a head coach was was that or was was that USC or was that that was USC right San Jose State or is that my thinking of a different team? Um, no, that was after they beat they lost to Stanford. Stanford, then who you, you didn't? Oh no, it was um, San Jose State beat someone and they fired their head coach after. Who was that? Arkansas. Um, Arkansas, Arkansas, yeah. That was at Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. They beat someone, yeah. and they—that's that, right. So that, yeah, that my bad. On, Wrong on the field, actually. Yes, that's right. I remember that now. So yeah, that was um, that was interesting. So that yeah, they're not playing that team. But again, USC. I think they played USC a couple of years ago, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they did. They, they played did them in, in twenty one. Two thousand. Yep. Yep. And they uh, got resoundingly crushed. So, um, and that was with Clay Helton. So. Yeah, I'm not particularly, but again, I'm not. I'm probably not going to touch that game specifically. But let's. I think this team could be actually half decent this year. Um, their odds to win the conference are uh, only fourteen to one. They actually have only slightly better odds in Colorado wow. State. So I can't see people that. are. Wow. I know. I, I can't see it either. But apparently, some people can. So, but <laughs> I. 
I think they're going to improve. I don't think they're going to be like they're going to be bad. But again, this team wasn't bad two years ago when they won the conference in, in 20. I think they had basically 21 and 22 are a bit of rebuilding years, but I think this year maybe they can they can finally get back to, to that. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I have them slightly down as, you know, I agree with you. Cordero actually have him as the second best returning quarterback in the conference. You know, the concern is they lose some on defense, which was the, the strength of the team last season. They have a really low uh, improvement metric in returning talent or returning experience. And their running game was pretty crummy last season. And, you know, it's not like they were breaking in a bunch of new guys on the offensive line. So, you know, Brendan's an offensive coach, and I think he's good, so he might get that fixed. Um, I have him – literally, I said, I typed in stairs slightly down. Um, <laughs> there's just a few enough pieces where they take a, a slight step down, although, like, with so many other teams taking bigger steps back, you know, it might be imperceptible, actually, like, a little step up. That That's a very fair point, and, like, in, in reference to other teams – it actually is uh, – it's not that big of a deal compared to other teams. Okay, next up, you've got – what's your next team? Yeah, um, this is going to be a, an interesting team to watch, New Mexico, 2-10. and ten. Yeah, even worse than Nevada last season, believe it or not. Um, I have them as stairs up just because, you know, the coaching change and just the roster change that was significant. Um, their offense was a, a minus 14.3 of the season. Um they fired their offensive coordinator after 27 to 14 loss um, to Wyoming in October. Uh, literally at the time that they fired their offensive coordinator, I had their offense as a, as a minus 14.3. So the new guy literally made 0.0 um, rating points worth of difference. They were the worst offense of all of FBS last season. Um, you know, the new, the, the thing is, and oh, actually, sorry. They actually were also the least explosive passing game in all of FBS. So good job there. Um, the thing is they have a new offensive coordinator, Bryant Vincent, who was the interim coach at UAB. And before that was the offensive coordinator there. Um, they get Dylan Hopkins, the quarterback from UAB as well. Um, Hopkins had a, a, a apex of like 130, I think last season, the guy was just super solid. He's been good for years. Um, the UAB offense was a plus 6.2 in 2022. Uh, um, they only add 38 uh, Ryan from last season. They brought one wide receiver from UAB. It was pretty, you know, didn't get much action. They brought a Juco wide receiver. So it's going to be interesting to see how much that the new quarterback in OC can drag this, this offense along. Defense is not great, but it's not horrible. Denny Gonzalez, you know, he was a defensive coordinator under Rocky Long at San Diego State. Rocky Long was his defensive coordinator. He left for Syracuse, but I think the defense will be okay-ish. Um, K Ford projects him to be a game and a half better. I have them as a game with a game of bad luck. So I think, I think just that a regression and actually the regression with a good quarterback should be, you know, pretty pointed. We'll have an actual offensive scheme now and an actual quarterback. So they'll be better. Just, you know, the total, the season total for their wins is 3.5. I can't, I can't, I wanted to maybe just think about the over, but there's, it's such an unknown about how much the, you know, the new OC and, and quarterback totally move this up. So I couldn't even guess the, the win probability for most of their games. So I had a pass, but they'll actually be more watchable this season than last season. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with that. 
I, I have them stairs up. Dylan Hopkins is a massive and unexpected upgrade. I don't know how the heck they got this guy. Did everybody just like, no? Like, he is better than a lot of quarterbacks that, like, Power 5 conferences, like, Power 5 teams got. Like, Jeff Sims. Like, he's better than Jeff Sims. He's better than a lot of these guys that are starting for Power 5 teams. And somehow he went to New Mexico. He went, like, a massive downgrade from UAB to New Mexico. Like, yeah. it is the weirdest. I don't know how they got this guy. Um, again, I, I think this is this is going to be a better team this year. But, again, I, like, how did they – I, how did they get this guy? Like, this guy was actually pretty good at UAB. How did they... I have no idea. Like, is it just bribery? Does he know someone in New Mexico? Like, is his girlfriend there? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> it's a small state. Those kind of stories should come up pretty soon, then, if anything like that happened, right? I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I've read this. You know, like, yeah. he said why he transferred here, but I don't know. But, yeah, it's... I don't... Like, the, he has to have some sort of tie to New Mexico. Maybe his family in there, or... I don't know. It's just a weird, yeah. I, like, watch, like this, he'll go here now, like light up the world, and the next year he'll be in like a power five, and then he'll go to like the NFL or something, maybe. I think he's a senior. Um, yeah, I think this uh, is his last okay. season. And maybe that's it. Maybe like he absolutely knew he would absolutely get the starting job with his, you know, his former offensive coordinator now there at New Mexico. Maybe that's it. See, that must be what it is then, yeah. Yeah. That's the, the Alabama the, Tyler Buckner effect. <laughs> Time, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're not yeah. we're not doing the SEC yet. But anyways, all right. So uh, my next one is uh, UNLV. So this one is interesting as well. Um, this one was a bit of a surprise. They they fired their coaching staff last year, which was definitely surprising. This was a team that had definitely massively improved year over year, and I was surprised when when we saw that news. We were both surprised at that because UNLV is a team we talked about quite a bit last year. Um, they, uh, they stairs up, they keep their quarterback, which is good. They kept Brenfeld, um, which was the better quarterback last year. But again, it's extremely concerning when you fire your coaching staff, what's that going to look like? Cause it's a, it's a full new coaching staff, right? They were starting to get, make gains there. And all yeah. of a sudden they're just all swept out. And now you got a brand new coaching staff. So I am concerned about this. Um, I think, which is completely fair, but yeah, I'm going to, I have to say stairs up because they were, not particularly good last year. Um, what were they last year? Let me find them here. They're five and seven. Five and seven. Yeah. But so I think Brownfield missed like three or four games. Yeah, that's the thing. So where where do you, I have them stairs up, but where, where do you have them? I you know I I can't be objective about this. You know I actually I actually cashed a ticket on them on the over. The the the, the total actually was four and a half. Um, they have a new idiot athletic director who fired Marcus Arroyo. Um, and I just, to your point, I think that just the starting over is this going to be a setback. That's, this isn't a plug and play place. You know, UNLV is not USC where you just, you know, get 20 cool guys through the portal and everything, you know, you win 10 games. It just doesn't work that way there. Their new offensive coordinator. Um, I knew I kind of heard of him before. So he was the wide receiver coach at Pitt in 21. And then he went to Texas in 22 so it was his departure was why Jordan Addison um, left Pitt and eventually wound up at USC. Addison really liked him. He has three years as an offensive coordinator, but it's at Howard and William and Mary. So we'll see about that. The new defensive coordinator has never been a DC before. Um, Barry Odom, the head coach, you know, he's a defensive guy. 
if you look at what he did in his three seasons at Arkansas, um, first year their offense was a 3.2, second season a 2.1, last season they fell to a 4.8. Um, year three is usually when you're, you know, you should be doing your best work as a coach. So that's concerning as well. Um, I can't crush him for not winning at Missouri. That's not a great place to, to play. Um, this, the total of six seems really high and the under is getting crushed. The under is at, at, at minus 150. Um, I think that just, I differ with the market on this one and I don't feel strongly enough to bet it. I do feel strongly enough uh, here again to argue with somebody that buys ink by the by the barrel. They received a first place vote in the Mountain West uh, Conference preseason poll as well. So whoever did that should have their credentials revoked. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they're that good of a team, but I think I think they could be a decent team. But again, we just we really need to see about that. How the new coaching staff is going to interact with them, right? Is the coaching staff going to pick up where they they left off last time, or is this going to be a complete rebuild from the ground up, right? And we, yeah. we just don't have an answer for that at this point yet. And I think we need we're going to know in a couple of weeks. Uh, they play Bryant, and then they play Michigan, and then Vanderbilt, and then UTEP. So by the end of that, we should probably have a good idea as to uh, how good this team is. Really, if they can if they can make that game against Vanderbilt and if they can make Vanderbilt and UTEP competitive, then I think this team yeah. could, be, could be good. If not, then yeah, maybe not the best. Uh, well, yeah, you you in the conference USA preview you like UTEP better than me, so I think that's probably the stronger signal for you than I. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Next up, uh, you have Wyoming. Wyoming, who actually won seven games last season. Um, Surprisingly, yeah. Credit credit to Craig Bowl because mm-hmm. you know. It's never it's never beautiful with that guy. Um, I have them the stairs down. The quarterback is so bad. He had a forty five apex last season. Um, and again, Bowl is a really good coach, but it, it it's not when it comes to throwing the ball. The average quarterback apex in his entire um, stint there, the average over that entire time is eighty two, which is bad. That's like. I don't want that quarterback to play for me. And basically every year you've got the guy you don't want to play for you. And I want to point out that includes two seasons of Josh Allen. Um, It gets really ugly when you take the Josh Allen out of there. Even though Allen's numbers are pretty surprisingly bad at Wyoming. Um, Mm -hmm. They ran 62% of the time. Only Air Force ran more in the conference. Um, This is a concern in that they trailed Boise by almost 300 yards in GGAP, considering that they, they run so much more than Boise, and that's really their identity. They should do better. Now, Boise had that magic pixie dust of dirt cutter, and we'll see how much of that comes back, as we said, towards the top. But I just think a bad offense just is going to get worse. I, I just I, – a bad quarterback, I just I – can't, I can't – I just, you know, quarterback that, that, that's that bad and a, and a coach that is proven not to be a good QB coach – I just can't. Um, the defense was the supposed strength of the team, although I actually have, by their metrics, I had them as a below-average uh, defense in the Mountain West Conference. Now, they will be better. Um, in all of FBS, they're one of only two defenses that are significantly above average in every single one of my experience and improvement metrics. Um, however, 
two of the defenses that were ahead of them last season, Air Force and Colorado State, also have really high improvement metrics too. So I don't know if they'll improve enough to catch those. I think, you know, I have this little group of defenses that I think are competing to be the second best behind Boise. I think Boise is going to be by far the best defense. They might be on the fringe of that. I don't think they will, but I wouldn't be surprised if they play their way into that. Um, here's what's even scarier. They had 1.7 games of good luck, good luck last season by my post-season win expectancy, and that's with horrible, I mean, absolutely horrible quarterback play. So going back to the Boiling Green template, I'm looking again at dizzying, violent regression for this team. Um in conference, they face all of my top four, Boise, Fresno, Colorado State, and Air Force, so they get no favors there. The total six and a half, um, the under is getting crushed. It's at, at minus 140 right now. And again, to argue with the guy who buys his ink by the barrel, Phil Steele has them ahead of Fresno, and I, I cannot see that happening in any way, shape, or form. So I like Craig Bull. Not this year, Craig. Sorry. That's that's completely fair. I actually do have this team as like basically lobby. The thing is, yes, their quarterback was bad last year. Quarterbacks can improve in, in college football, right? So, but again, I feel like the fact that they were like, okay, we're a rushing team now, not the best sign. That's not the best sign. <laughs> I feel like if you're like, we're gonna just run the ball now, I feel like that's not the not the best. Uh, they do avoid. Uh, they have Boise. But they do they avoid Air. All they have no. Air Force, Boise, Fresno, and, and Colorado State. And Colorado State, yeah. So that's that's pretty rough too. I mean, again, I I can see like this is one where you probably play like the alternate win total, right? Like you're like okay, under like three and a half wins, right? Like they just get absolutely crushed, <laughs> right? That's and not I a think, bad idea. Yeah. No, I don't know if you can play that for that. Their their non conference is Texas Tech. Texas Tech will probably could probably light them up. Um. They have Texas too. That's not fun. They have App State as well. Not some of these are not going to be particularly fun games. So, but no, no. I, I think there's a chance that this team could not be horrible. But it's their quarterback's going to have to improve, right? And I feel like it can happen, but I I just I don't know yet. So we'll we'll have to see. Moving on to the last team in the Mountain West, which I believe Phil Steele has as the worst team in the Mountain West, Hawaii. Um, so this is a fun team, as many people know, as people who are, who are like me and are night owls and like watching night football games know. Oh, Hawaii God, that's how it's is... <laughs> okay. Well, I was wondering. <laughs> Hawaii is the Pac-12 After Dark team. Now, when there's not Pac-12 After Dark, we get Hawaii games at like starting at like midnight because mm-hmm. Hawaii is obviously in Hawaii. And they're an hour after Pacific time, so you can you can have a Hawaii game going to 1.30, 2 a.m. in the morning, which is great. So Hawaii is a is, now Hawaii was not particularly good last year. They had a very very rough year last year. Um, they went three and ten, which again they are allowed to play 13 games because they are Hawaii for some weird reason. But I think it's because of because they want to incentivize teams to have to head out there to the to the West Coast to, to play them in the first place. So. It is a very, uh, it's a very interesting situation, though. But that being said, though, last year towards the end, they actually came close in some games, right? They they covered against Utah, um, they got blown up by Fresno, they covered against San Jose, they they beat UNLV as eleven point underdogs, um, they covered against Colorado State, 
they covered against Wyoming. So they 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 have outperformed expectations. Uh, they kept they basically improved. They kept their good quarterback, right? So that's the um, that is the the piece there, right? Is that they're gonna that they kept the good quarterback from last year, which was uh, Braden Schrager, Schrager. Yeah, and. I think they're, they're going to be a really, really good value play this year. Again, like we, we see that last year, they were covering spreads near the end. This is going to be like a pack 12 after dark special where it's like, okay, cool. We're going to play them at like plus 11 and a half. And then you're going to sweat that out and, and all this stuff. I, this is a fun team to watch. I, I really love watching this team at, at sun, Sunday night, Sunday, Saturday night, early Sunday morning. And it's one of my favorite things to do late on Sunday night. And I think it's going to be a, I, they, they will eventually become good. I don't know. They may make a bowl this year. I think that like the line for me wow. is like, okay, there's a, there's a non-zero chance they can make a bowl. Their schedule isn't horrible here. They have, uh, they have Vanderbilt again, which is apparently a rivalry game somehow. Uh, they have Oregon and Stanford. Um, and then they have San Jose. They have Colorado state. They get my Aggies. On, yeah. And they have, New Mexico, so it, it's not it's not the greatest schedule, but there is some there's potentially some wins there. They have Nevada, they have Wyoming, they have Albany, they have Mexico State as well. They have UNLV, San Diego State. There are some ones that they can potentially win, right? And they can get to a bowl. Uh, I think there's a, there's a path. It's a very narrow path, but they can maybe surprise some people. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see. I think this team is going to be one to watch this year and. Well, I mean, we're going to watch it because it's the only game on at 1 a.m. on a Saturday, Sunday, yes. Sunday morning. It's before before Korean League of Legends. This is going to be this is now my new thing. It's going to be like going from the Hawaii game to the Korean League of Legends game. But no, that, that I, 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 I think this team could be not horrible this year. I think they were they were not half bad at the end of last year. And I think they might they might make some, make another step up this year. What are what are your thoughts on it? Because again, this actually sorry, before you go there quickly, because last year yeah. before the season, they, they, there was abuse allegations against their coach that the coach was not yeah. was basically abusing the players. So they fired the head coach. The last year was a brand new head coach right before the season. I think they had to fire him like in the middle of the bowl season. If I'm not mistaken. So it was a very rough year for them last year. I think with a new head coach for a full year plus improvement plus they kept a good quarterback. I think this team could be not horrible. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you bring up a really good point. Um, they had a really horrible situation where Graham had been so Todd Graham was the coach there. He made it so bad that the roster just got gutted, and then then the stories came out about what a what a jerk he is. And actually, he got fired, I believe, by like the Hawaii State Senate, which is, I guess, kind of an impeachment. I don't know. Um, so. Great on you, college football. Always a, a novel storyline. Um, so it really was a year zero last season. Um, and I'll come back to that in a second. Um, you know, you're not alone in expecting improvement. Now, bear in mind, they have they play 13 games. Their season total is three and a half, but the over is getting killed. It's at minus 240. So um, I don't know if you kind of put the word out to your buddies before the podcast, but you're definitely not alone <laughs> In this, um, I, I also believe that there were some signs of life on the offense. Um, <clears throat> they did have some rough quarterback play, um, but they did have four games where they were actually above um, FBS average, which, you know, is 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 something. And it was over a seven-game stretch. Um, it was against, you know, including against New Mexico State, who actually had a decent defense by season end at San Diego State, who was a, you know, pretty good defense. Um, so, you know, it wasn't like they just did it against the Albanese of the world. You know, the problem really is the defense. Um, 
the problem again is going to be the defense. They were the worst in FBS. Um, they only had one game all season in their thirteen where they were they played above an average FBS level, and that was against um, your guy, the, the seven foot tall quarterback at Nevada. Um, here's the real problem. Just the, going back to what a year zero situation it was. The the. 22 defense was very, very inexperienced with a, a very low improvement metric. And they're looking at it again. So they just had, to use an example earlier, they kind of had that horrible offensive line that Colorado State had and had to clear everybody out. They have that basically for their entire defense. So it's it's going to be rough. And Hawaii, you know, for whatever reason, is not an easy place to recruit, especially for plug-and-play guys. I think the defense limits them, but, um, I you know, I see them as stuck in the lobby. I can't argue with people that are going to argue with the with the improvement. Um, you know, especially you and, and apparently your friends are out there pumping this up to, to minus one forty on the over. Yeah, I I don't know. There's a lot of people like me who are night owls on the East Coast and they want to watch Hawaii games and like I'm going to cheer for the Hawaii over. So I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a possibility. So right, I think that is it. For the Mountain West, there are only a couple of conferences left, actually. So well, we're, we're yeah. nearing the end Hold of on. this. We've got our final questions to go over. Yes, final questions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and I'm gonna I'm I'm keeping notes now. Finally, um, okay. What is the likelihood that the Mountain West gets the Access Bowl bid, the New Year's Six Bowl bid? There is a zero percent chance this conference doesn't beat itself up. It's gonna be it's like five percent. Wow. Okay, five. Okay, I had fifteen percent, five percent, super bullish. Like, I mean, it's like they're gonna. There's no way that the leader, like the, the winner of this conference, is gonna have to go, like get like and like you look at the non-conference schedule. Like, so many people playing like USC. Like, yeah. why are they playing? Like, why are they playing the best teams? Like, and again, this is the same thing, right? Like, you're looking for a a, a team that's gonna be like, okay, we're gonna win all of our like you want the illusion that hey maybe they could be good right like you want to play a non-conference game that is winnable right because if you play yeah. oregon or like i think one of them actually is playing oregon and if you play oregon or usc or something and you you get destroyed by them and then oregon has a bad year or even if usc has a good year say usc is in the top four like say say that you you lose to usc and usc makes the playoff okay that's not horrible, but did you lose to USC by forty? Well, then is the is the is a team that's going to make a, a top four bowl game going to be a team that's forty point underdogs to USC? No, they're not, right? So yeah. you need to have you need to beat your non conference game. Like Ohio is perfect for that. The, what Ohio did there is perfect. They schedule a team that they know they can beat in San Diego State, so you beat them, and then you're like, well, we beat everybody on our schedule. It's like, well, you, but you beat no one. It's like, but we beat them all. Right. You don't you didn't get blown out by Oregon by 40 points or USC by 40 points. Right. So there's a chance that we could be the top team. And I think just looking around, I think these te these teams are going to beat each other up. And I, I, I have grave concerns that that's exactly what we're going to be looking at at the at the end of this year. So I, I, I have like I can be I can be argued up to 10, but I feel like I've been too high on the other conferences. So we'll have like I got to maybe I'll come down on, on. I feel like when we tally it all up, it's probably going to be like. 100 like 120 percent. so i'm gonna i'm gonna go under yeah. on this one five percent okay but the mountain west is suffering um i've got it 15 you've yes. got something interesting we should probably i think when we're doing our, our preview review just do some initial access bull bid stick rankings because we've kind of said that no conference has a chance so we need to kind of just recalibrate that a little bit i think so um, one of them has to get it 
Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I will, I will answer this next one first. Which coach from this conference gets hired away for a power five job first? I'm just in love with this guy, Jay Norvell at Colorado state. Um, I think he's at the right spot and within a couple of years, he'll be on a, on a better job. I, I agree with that, but I think the more immediate one would probably be uh, the coach for Fresno State. If Fresno State has a good year, then they're going to be like, oh, he had Jake Hayner. He developed – and if Jake Hayner is good in the NFL, then the argument is going to be made, well, he developed Jake Hayner into an NFL talent. He he basically brought a new guy in was able to keep the, the train going. We should hire that guy. I agree Jay Norvell is a good pick, and I think he will eventually be a, a power five head coach. But I feel like the Fresno State guy is going to be in, in the line ahead of him. Okay. Fair. Uh, pick one on one upset in this conference. Hawaii versus. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Wow. Oregon. Who can... Say it. No, not Oregon. Do they even play Oregon? <laughs> yeah, they do play Oregon. Oregon. They play at Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Hawaii at Stanford. Wow. New coach okay. at Stanford. I don't know what, what the spread in that game is. I don't think we have a spread for that. It's, it's week one, not week zero. But it's, yeah, I think well, it'd be. Oh, it's at yeah. Stanford actually. Ooh, that's at Stanford. No, oh no, no, no it's at. No, oh no, yeah. Oh, first... they're. Oh, they're. Oh, they're definitely being Stanford. Then, hundred percent, they're going to beat Stanford. Really? Here's I will one, put money. One I... They're at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt the week before. That's five. A five-hour time difference. Six-hour six time difference. Five. They're at. So that no, but they're at Vanderbilt. In week zero, and then they come back and play Stanford on a short week. That'll be rough. Um, mm. Although Stanford has nothing, but I like it. I really like that. Oh, yeah, I like that's... that. All right. Stanford. Beautiful. I'm taking uh, Colorado State at home over Boise. Um, Ooh, Boise nice. will, be, will be favored there. Who plays for the conference title? And where is it? Oh, I th- is that in Vegas too, I think? I think they're there. Probably. Yeah. Oh, maybe they play in a Reliant Stadium, the, the home of the Raiders. Um, yeah, give me... I, I hate to give me Colorado State and wow. I, I I hate all of I, I don't like any of these. It's not easy. But like Boise, I guess I, I don't like it. I wouldn't bet Boise in there, but I give me Boise and and Colorado State. You know, the more I'm looking at this conference, the more I hate like San Fresno has a lot to. Re- they have a lot they have to replace. Um, San Diego State isn't the best. They're in trouble too. A lot of teams are in a lot of trouble here. Give yeah. me, uh, give me Boise and Colorado State. Okay. This. Uh, what's interesting too is um, the reason that it took you so long is the reason that if I'm tossing Boise at those super low odds. I'm comfortable taking three teams. I just, I wouldn't, you can't just take one and say, yeah, I'm solid with it. I think it's just, there's too many questions. I don't even know really who you would even consider the favorite to win this conference. If, you know, I, I, I just can't, I can't consider Boise, but who am I taking to, to play for the conference title? Fresno State yeah. and Air Force. So we have, I didn't even, I talked to you in a Colorado State over my own, my own bet. So I, I do like Colorado State. I, I like, I think that in a league where, and yeah, you have Air Force and Fresno, yeah. I, uh, I just, I like, like, 
Air Force losing its quarterback, they're not really a, run, a throwing team. They're more a running team. But like that running back, sometimes that running back makes that team. And the same thing as Fresno too, right? Like, okay, Jay Kaner was the offense, yes, but at a certain point, if you can run the ball, like sometimes you can get a massive gain on the ground when they're expecting a pass, right? And I think that potentially could have been... And the wide receivers too, right? Like he threw to a lot of guys, and those guys are gone now at Fresno. So yeah. I I worry about Fresno. I think the Fresno one could be a could be a sneaky implosion there. But we, we'd have to see. There's there's a lot of this conference, the sneaky implosion that's that's looming. Yeah. So just depends on where where it shows up. Yes. So all right, I think that is it. We will. That is it for the Mountain West. We only have the Pac-12 or the Pac-4 now as it is. Uh, the SEC, and I believe the Sun Belt, and then Independence, of course, slash, uh, we'll do a special one for USC. And USC I think and that's Notre about Dame, it, yeah. actually. Yeah, USC and Notre Dame, and I think that's about it, actually, yeah. And then we're into yeah, but... week zero. We're very close <laughs> to week zero now, guys. So, alright. Yeah, alright. That's actually pretty short. That may, that may just be one podcast. Alright, see you guys. See you next, see you right. next time. <laughs>